Well, if you are, I have some very bad news for you because Rent-A-Kill says that there's been a 128% increase in call-outs for moth infestations this year. And it's not just concerning news for people with a phobia. Moths can also cause damage to your carpets, your clothes, your upholstery if they're not taken care of in time. Dr. Colin Moore of rent is on the line now. Good morning to you. Colin, Good morning, Gillian. How are you? How are you? Yes. Good. How Good. Are you? Uh, well, I'm, I've been better, I'll be honest. Um, I don't quite have a phobia. Now, our producer, Anne-Marie, has been on this show uh, a number of times about her phobia of moths, which she had to go undergo hypnotherapy uh, to be cured of. It was really, really debilitating. Um, wow. So not that bad, but I don't like them. Right. I mean, they're not very, they're not harmful to humans. So that's the good news. Other than, other than the damage that they can do styles and a carpet and upholstery and stuff. Um, so they're, they're not, uh, they don't pose any health risk, which is the good news. Okay. But they can cause a bit of health risk to your bank balance because they can they actually, could. yeah. <laughs> a bit of financial damage they can cause, like expensive upholstery, like. Yeah, I've had I've had a few a few cases where you know you'd have antiques, let's say for example, and um, they, they'd be decimated by um, either common clothes moth or case bearing clothes moth, um, and uh, it, it does it causes damage, and then of course your your property or your item then becomes devalued. Yeah, and your clothes, your winter woolies that some people will sure. have packed away um, carefully, but many of us are still keeping them around because it's cold this week in Limerick. Well, that's the other thing. So I'd say don't don't keep spring cleaning to spring. <laughs> that's that's one of the things I'd, I'd advise your listeners. Um, that is one of the reasons why we have such an increase in um, in around this time because people start to start to air out their cupboards and they they, they suddenly discover then oh, hang on a second here what's what's this hole in my jumper, my lovely Aaron jumper or or you know your natural blended wool um, textiles. And that's that's why you get this increase, um, as well as that we're getting warmer weather. Um, but it's only when you go and look that you then find that you've got the the, the problems. And what do you find? I mean, I have not not here at home, but I go on holiday sometimes to Donegal, and actually there. It's there, I don't know whether it's because it's near the sea or what it is, I have mm-hmm. discovered holes in woolly jumpers because you need woolly jumpers up in Donegal because it gets yes. cold up there. And um, I, I have had that problem up there. What do you do and what do you notice? How do you know you've got a problem apart from seeing the holes in your clothes and how do you prevent it other than right. traditional mothballs? Well, there's, there's a couple of uh, couple of telltale signs. So one is um, in the dark cracks and crevices or in your wardrobes and the dark areas, you're kind of looking for, uh, number one is dead dead insects, so dead moths. Now, not always common to find or not, if you're quickly, you know, cleaning up the area, you're not going to find them that, you know, that easily. But if it's the common clothes moth, it's this golden, golden buff colours. Uh, if it's the case-bearing clothes moth, it's more of a, a, a darker colour with, and on its forewing, it has three little spots. Now, sometimes that manifests itself as two. Um, and that's they're only about six millimeters, so they're 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 quite small. Um, the other thing then that you're looking for is the damage. The type of damage can tell you, you know, the difference between maybe those two species. So the if it's the the case bearing clothes moth, the darker moth, it's a more regular hole that it produces, um, but it's more irregular in the common clothes moth. So it's the actual the, the shape and size of the holes that it's producing can tell you as well what what species you're dealing with. And what do you do then? Well, it's um, you need to air it. You need to air that area. Um, you would you would uh, what we would use is we would use heat. So if your clothes are damaged, 
um, you may still have eggs within that mm. within that area. So we we just heat so we we heat up the the clothing items uh, up to about fifty six degrees in a in a heat pod. Um, but you can also use insecticide. You can use um, insecticidal dust. Um, but also uh, a residual insecticide, a contact insecticide as well. And Rinda Gill are saying that they've had this huge increase in the number of call-outs. Are, mm. What sort of problems, I mean, how far does it go before somebody picks up the phone and calls a pest controller? I, I think it's that. I think it's when they see that suddenly I've got damage in my clothing. Um, it, it, it prompts them then to pick up the phone call. You make that phone call. And I think largely we'll always get a, a spike. Now it's just a, it's a bigger spike this year, and that's why we're we're reporting it. Um, we do normally get a, an increase in calls because people are cleaning out their 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 homes, and they say, "Oh, listen, I'll, I'll change that jumper," and suddenly, oh, it's um, it's damaged, and that's probably what's driving the calls, um, and that's probably what prompts people to call. And that increase, but, you're putting it down to weather. Um, it could be as well. We're, we've got um, generally we've got you know warmer weather. Um, so if you look at the history of these animals, um, you know before man came, you've got uh, their natural habitats would have been let's say bird nests or animal lairs because what they feed on, and it's not the adults, it's the, the larvae. One of the development stages of them feeds on the keratin, the natural fibres within within feathers, within wool, furs. That's what they're feeding on. So it's that protein. Um, that they will ingest and then they develop. And so if you have a wardrobe full of polyester, you, you don't have to you're, worry. You're in goodness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're in goodness. Yeah, now, okay. the, other, the other thing that they can sometimes do, if it is a textile, a natural, or a woolen blend, so you can have a mix, you can have a blend between polyester mm. and, and uh, natural fibre. Um, perspiration and, and uh, sweat, that, that, that can also enhance the, the attractiveness to the, to the moth. Okay. And That's well. I, I remember mothballs from years ago. Do mm. you still buy them and are they effective? I, I think you can. They're generally repellents. They, they used to have uh, some very, very serious active ingredients in them, uh, like dichlorovose, which was fantastic. and It's an organophosphate, but that's not on the market anymore. Um, so you really, it depends on the active ingredient. Most of them are repellents. They, you know, and some of them have uh, these natural um, the home remedies uh, like citronella and stuff, but um, we still get calls. <laughs> so people use them. We still get calls. So uh, I think it's when it gets very uh, problematic uh, or goes too far, uh, people need help with with them. You can also use pheromones as well. You can you can confuse the the uh, the the males by by sending out a sex pheromone, and they they get exhausted and they can't find a, a female to mate with, and, and you can break the cycle that way as well. Oh, that sounds particularly cruel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the poor fellows. And so. just anything else that we should be watching out for, for at this time of year. I have to confess, we have found a couple of ants in our house mm. now. I don't think it's an ant infestation because mm-hmm. I believe if you have an infestation, you see hundreds of them. Um, this is maybe a stray ant here or there, amounting to well, about seven or eight over the course of 10 days. Yes. Do so, we need to be worried? Um, not really. I think what what you have is, at this time of the year, where it's kind of colder, um, you'll have foraging ants. So they're, they're, they're the workers. They're going off getting food and they're bringing the food back then to the nest. Um, and then the nest is going to develop. So the nest is somewhere around your property. Uh, typically, if it's a black garden ant like Laceus, it's going to be on the perimeter or underneath a, a slab outside. If you've got a patio, they, they love that sort of sandy soil. Um, 
you know, you you might get a nest in and around there. So over the over the over the year, that that will develop. That will get bigger and bigger and bigger. And um, again, with with the black garden ant, what happens then is around sort of July or August. In July, August, you get this what's known as a nuptial flight, where you see the you know people call them oh the flying ants are out. Well, that's actually the black garden ant, and what they're doing is they're mating on the wing, um, and that's. You know, you get this on, you know, those muggy days, the muggy, humid days where yeah. the things are just landing on you. Um, but actually, all the all the work has been done. The, 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 the nest has developed over that year. And when the females mate, then they disperse and they form nests elsewhere close by, actually. Um, and, uh, and they just, you know, start the population going again. Ooh, so they're spreading all over the place, but they are. So the, the thing to do is, is, is just to keep keep the food. It's all about housekeeping. Yeah. Um, so keep the food uh, away from them. You know, sticky jellies and jams. They love syrups, sugars. They love that kind of um, spillages and, and under kickboards. Make sure that they're nice and clean, and you you can proof as well. If you notice them coming along the trail, you can you can proof your your patio door or the area where they're coming in um, to try and keep them out in the first place as well. Okay, interesting stuff. Thanks very much for that. That's Dr. Colm Moore of Rentakill. Thanks for joining us on Limerick today. You're very welcome. Afternoons with